Welcome to the Madeline Show. You guys, I am so excited. We are on opposite ends of the continent right now. West Virginia and Alaska. I've been following Casey Danae on all her things. TikTok, Instagram. Her email list is so, so fire. I've done some of her free trainings. And you guys, I am so stoked to have our very own cosmic consultant here on the show. Casey, why don't you introduce yourself? <laughs> well, first, thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here with you. And yeah, so I am an astrologer, human design specialist, gene keys, um, just all things cosmic and have been in this world for about five years now and have had a ridiculous amount of personal training and different things. So yeah, I'm excited to be here with you. Yeah, your wealth of knowledge with these cosmic codes, cosmic keys, all things cosmic, I've noticed runs very deep. Um, and you've talked about your mentorship as well. I think that would be a really fun thing to talk about on this podcast. It's really it's for solopreneurs, leaders, entrepreneurs, people doing things their way in a way that's good for them, their legacy, the planet, the people. Um, so if you could just give us a rundown of your journey Um what you what you do in business maybe now and then your journey getting there and I'd love for you to talk about mentorship yeah so I now work with what I consider heart-centered entrepreneurs so this is particularly women who are not coming into the online space of like uh I feel like I maybe should be a coach or something but somebody who's like I've been through so much and I've learned so much and I just don't know how to sell it and brand it and do it like all the things. <laughs> um, and so we actually break down from a human design perspective and astrology perspective, who your ideal clients are, because of course, when it's coming from you, like when you're wanting to create an authentic business, it's, it's in your chart, you know, it's all there. And then the flip side of that is of course, you know, all of the things that come up when, you know, I think there's something terrifying about authenticity and like when you're actually stepping into it feels so big you know, and so all of your triggers come up, which are also in your chart. So it's kind of like a two for one um, launching of your legacy kind of deal. And it's, it's like my favorite thing to do because, you know, I, you said I'm here in West Virginia, you know, being able to reach people and actually do what I felt called to do, no matter where you are in the world, is something incredibly special about the time that we're in. And um, my mentorship is actually how I got here because, again, I live in a really small town in West Virginia, um, and it's not exactly open-minded. And so when it came time for me to be online, and even though I'd been learning astrology and had learned so much, and I was, I was thinking about putting it out there, I was, like, terrified. 
And so I was sitting in my local coffee shop and I looked out the window and I was like, okay, creator, if I am supposed to go this route, I need a neon clear sign, neon clear. And a few days later, like the only person I'd really told in town was uh, the guy who runs the coffee shop. And he comes up to me and he goes, you need to meet this guy named Chip. And I was like, okay, that's weird. Also had terrible social anxiety at the time. Like shout out to Valerian and Kava Kava for working me through that. Um, and so I get up and I meet this middle-aged guy and he's like, what, why? And I was like, I'm an astrologer. And he was like, oh yeah, oh, you need to meet Dorothy. And I was like, okay, who is this? Um, so he calls her up, says there's this girl, um, at that time, Dorothy was 94. And so, and she lives in my small town. Um, but she was originally from DC. Her husband was a newscaster and she had been an astrologer at that point for a little over 50 years. She started in the mid sixties, uh, mid to early sixties. And so she decides to meet me at the coffee shop. She says, bring your birth chart. And it was so scary because here comes this little old lady with her walker she sits down takes my chart and she goes <sighs> it was like three minutes of silence and I, I'm a talker <laughs> and she goes my Saturn is conjunct your son I'm supposed to teach you everything that I know are you up for that and I mean like still to this day this is this is almost um, this is three and a half years on I still go like Did, what <laughs> what um and so it also turns out we like almost have the same birthday. She's October 29th. I'm October 30th. Um, and so that started twice a week. You know, she's up there in years. I had taken care of my great grandmother. And so I exchange, I do caretaking, um, in exchange for astrology lessons. And her, <laughs> she's gifted me her entire library. And again, I mean, just, I, you know, it's three and a half years on and still times, sometimes she says something and I'm just like, I didn't even know you could do that. You can do that. <laughs> um, and so that's how I got here. Oh my gosh. That is so special. So she's 97 mm -hmm. right now. Yes. Does her birth chart tell her like how long she's going to live? How does <laughs> like, that is just the fact that she looked at that and she's like, okay, I got to teach you everything I know. And I'm just thinking, I don't have, I don't have a grandma or grandpa that lived that long. So she's, they all got like, like dementia or, or died of something. And so she's still super with it and able to train you. Wow. Yeah. And I think part of that is just what I witnessed. And I think this is the power of anything that we're talking about. That's whether it's astrology or healing or any of herbalism, any of these modalities, they, they don't change with time. It's, it's not like you're going to be a hundred years from now and be like, Oh, this isn't relevant. Um, breath work's not relevant. Tarot's not, you know, it is going to be relevant. And because of that, what I experienced with her was she still has clients calling her. She still has past clients, past students who call her and chat and talk. And there's most people at her age lose that they lose touch or aren't able to keep track of things. And because she's had this knowledge, she's been able to benefit from it in numerous ways into her old age. And as far as like the, um, for the like real astrology junkies out there, the teaching everything that I know she knew is that Saturn. So Saturn, a lot of times represents a teacher coming into your life. 
among other things. Um, so yeah. Wow. That's a mic drop right there. She was able to, she found her life's purpose. And because of that, so much magnetism happened and people were just attracted to her, um, which, <laughs> you know, you, you say it was, um, oh, what's the word for it? I've got period brain right now. <laughs> uh, it's, it's like the destiny, the, the destiny of these people to come come together, yes. And that is also what has allowed her mind to stay sharp, her addiction to knowledge and her destiny to this craft. And then that is also allowing her to still have connection at that age, because I think about that, you know, connection is so important. And it's, it's more than just, you know, having conversations. It's, it's the connection. It's like her heart is still beating. And there's also this etheric component where her, her vibrational field is still expanding out into her past clients out into new people. That is, if, if that's not a lesson to find what you are meant to be here in the world for, I don't know what is. Absolutely. And, you know, I think it's, it's so funny because one of the big questions people always ask me is like, is she still there? And I'm like, she reminds me of stuff that I need to remember or like, we'll check in and be like, how did that go? And I'm like, what are you talking about? Like, what, what did I do on Wednesday? What was I supposed to do? What did I tell you? <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> wow. That is so special. Um, okay. So she was your first astrology mentor uh was there any other mentorship that like what about what about business are you learning business as as you go how how has that gone yes I well in astrology like I had done some other like courses and I do, like I'm a reader I'm a massive reader so um that's how I got started in astrology up to there and I think there's something really important about really diving into books because there's so much good literature out there but as far as business goes um, that was trial by fire because I walked into business going, Oh, Hey, I'm good at this. <laughs> I can help people. This has helped me so much. And then I was like, I had that like completely sinking moment of, Oh my gosh, I have to start over from square one and I have to learn how to be in business. This is stupid. <laughs> it was so disappointing, but also uh, obviously really, really rewarding. Um, and so of course I've had some mentorship along the way and done a lot of learning. Um, but yeah, it was startling. I have to start from square one. Hmm. In a sense though, this is, I've been thinking about this a lot with identity sh shedding. I'm doing air quotes here for everyone listening. Um, we're never starting over from the beginning, right? Because you have everything that you have had up to that point and now you are packaging it and creating copy and content in a way that just takes your entire life, however many decades of life, together and putting it into a, a nice digestible package for people to watch, to read, to hear. And that that is challenging to be able to, sh I mean, geez, the Instagram bio, what is it, 150 characters? Oh my goodness, so much stress <laughs> trying to explain yourself to someone in 150 characters, let alone a novel. Still hard. <laughs> For sure. And, and then trying to think and having so much competing advice mm. yeah, um, is overwhelming. Mm. <laughs> we should, we should talk more about that. That's, that's huge. 
what else do you want to say on that? Oh my goodness. Yeah. Well, I think like in from my own experience as well is like once you realize, oh, I have to learn business, there are of course thousands upon thousands of people who are going to tell you how to run business. And my experience of it was, and of course, like I'm coming from the perspective, I'm a 5-1 splenic projector. I'm almost a reflector. Um, what is 5-1? And 5 is... 5-1. So I'm really good at solving problems. <laughs> if you come to me with a problem, I can come up with the most creative solutions, whether I know a lot about... I Like I can do stuff with my dad on like farming as long as somebody allows me. Um, and then the one side is I have this ability to consciously be... I'm, I'm always learning. I've got like 300 books. I read a book a week, sometimes more. I'm just huge foundational learner. And so those two words, so this is actually, what are those two words for the five and the one for people that are uh, interested in? Heretic investigator. Oh, okay. Great. Yeah. So, yeah. And like one of the things that I came across, like that's a good example. So my one line likes to know everything. It, like I don't feel safe if I don't have a really strong foundation on what I'm talking about. And for me, that shows up like I need to be able to just answer questions and not look at resource material or anything like that. And so when I first started getting into business and learning from people, one of the ones that I had gave that agent like the advice of like, build a course or build a program um, after you sell it. And if you have a one line in your profile, you probably should not do that because you're not going to feel safe. And if you don't feel safe, your nervous system is dysregulated and you're never going to launch well. Um, and so that was like one of my first pieces of like that, that just blew me, like triggered me to no end. I did not feel comfortable with it. And then of course the story I told myself was like, ooh, sales are icky. And it was like, no, this one piece felt icky because of this. Um, and so that kind of, I continued to kind of learn from people who, gave a template or gave a recipe that was theirs. And then I realized, oh my gosh, most of these people are not like me at all. They don't function the way I function and I have no business taking advice from them. <laughs> mm -hmm. Oh, I mean, I hear you. So for me, it's way better for me to sell something before it's created. Um, and I, I'm a projector, I'm a hermit opportunist, and I was born on a full moon, like all of my planets just look like this, like all the lines are just straight across in my chart. And it I, it makes me, a. I've, I've been wanting to work with you for a long time, it'll come, the time will come. Um, I feel like you have a lot, you have a lot that you can show me through my cosmic codes um, when I'm ready. But anyways, I it's so important for me to teach people all the things that I know and to, you know, tap into their energy when we're doing one-on-one -on -one work and to let them know to put it on like a jacket when it's, when the seasons change, take it off. Nothing I am giving you is a template that is a hundred percent going to work for you. What I want to teach you is how to figure out for yourself what is going to work for you and then how to know when to shift it. Like, how do you know when seasons are changing and it's time to make a shift, take a step back, take a step forward. Um, there is so much information out there. I've been in so, I love taking all the free webinars. Like usually I take them just to check out their funnels and to see what they're teaching. And there's so many people teaching, you have to do this X, Y, and Z. This is what's going to make you a million dollars. And it's like, no, that's what made you a million dollars. And that's what made your coach a million dollars. And now you're making money teaching us what made you money. But in fact, you're not realizing that we're all different people 
Yes. Yes, 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 yes. Because <laughs> <laughs> there's so much information out there. There's so many courses. There's so much free training. You could go on YouTube. I So I tell people, you want to learn business, you don't want to pay for it, go on YouTube. Just know you are going to be completely overwhelmed if you feel like you have to take everyone's advice as it as it is at its word that it's going to work for you you need to know that this really is a a self-exploratory journey and the personal development journey of a lifetime so get ready for that (laughs) absolutely absolutely and I think almost the the scary thing of when you like when people are going on these places though is also understanding when people are trying to sell you a system when you don't even know what you do. Mm. Because people will tell you, you need a funnel, you need X, you need Y. And then you're like having somebody who's brand new to business is like, I don't even, I don't, I don't know anything yet. Like (laughs) I, and it's so, it spins people into so many different circles that waste so much time. Yes. So plug if this is even still available when this launches, Casey's Find Your Niche Workshop. <laughs> so amazing. Oh, yes. So amazing. Free, I believe. It's one of your freebies. Gets, oh, yeah. Also gets you on her amazing email list. Um, I learned so much in that training. Um, and your niche, oh, gosh, what's what's your niche? People come to me like, I don't know what my niche is yet. I can't start. It's like, well, your niche also can can change. Like, how about you just show up and start talking and see what you like talking about? And then go from there. Like, just start showing up. Just start talking. Even if it's to yourself on a phone, vlog, no one there. Just got to op- open your mouth or take that pen and put it to paper and figure out what you want to teach. What is it? Yes. Well, and I think people, like, get so overwhelmed on this when really it's just like, what? Ha- who were you two years ago? And what's made you better? Like, you're just talking to you a few steps behind you. That's such a good exercise. That I feel like that's the juice of this conversation right now, you guys. <laughs> if you're not driving or anything, pause this and yeah. do a little bit of self-exploration. Who were you two years ago? Because, yes, that's like the protege version of you. And, like, a mentor was once a protege. Like, even like your mentor, she was once a protege herself. And so who were you a couple steps back? Because... Most people don't hire someone that is light years ahead of them because they can't relate. They want to know that like, okay, that person has been through what I've been through. You know, I, I, I'm attracted to them. There's some sort of like vibrational connection for you. So projectors, I've, I literally have had people hire me because I'm a projector, which is the coolest thing. Cause they're like, <laughs> oh, you get it. You get it. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> I've, I've couple reflector friends, which is mind blowing. Cause there aren't many in the world. I know. I know, I know, Mult- like, I'm close with multiple reflectors. It's wild. wild. Um, and you guys, we ha- so we're just, like, bringing in human design in here, and I know a lot of you don't really know a lot about human design, um, but it's it's huge in my world. It's probably even bigger in your world, and so maybe could we get, like, a little basic rundown so when we're talking about this stuff, people can have a, a grasp f- before they go and look into it? Yeah, for sure. And lead me, like, if you need to, lead me on track here. But, like, if you're familiar with astrology, I like to think of it as human design is, like, if you were reading the manual, if you were a car, it's the manual. It's how you operate best. It's what kind of oil you need in your machine. It is how you function. And then astrology is 
to like the comparison of that is like it's like the story it's like when you pick up the book of your life and you're like reading between the lines and thumbing through it right and so what I found with human design is it's just it clicks into place so much more quickly of how you need to operate how like it's just to function well and to put it in perspective so there are multiple different types and I really like don't get too caught up on that <laughs> I think a lot of people get caught up in that and there's oftentimes a story attached to it. Um, so, of course, we're talking about projectors who projectors are here a little bit more to step into a guide role. So one of the most pieces of projectors is our auras are actually reading and picking up other people. If you've ever gone to like um, a mechanic shop, we're going to cars again, and they've had to go and put the little reader up under your car and tell you what codes are being thrown um to say what's wrong with your car or the same thing if it's a fridge smart fridge that's kind of what projectors do to humans is we're kind of sitting down with you running your energy and going oh something's here and if you're open to it and receptive to it we get to actually come in and pinpoint what is can be altered in your in your in your life <laughs> um and then of course you brought up reflectors which are super super freaking cool and these are they have no energy centers no defined energy centers so it's like they're not holding on to energy and you'll find like if you are a reflector the biggest thing you need to figure out in your life is who you like yourself how you like yourself when you're around someone if you don't like who you are when you're around someone you need to shift that <laughs> like move away from them is that what you're saying or I mean, I don't want to like give cut and dry advice here, but like, I think it's big though, understand in business, like having yeah. and in life, like we do have, we shift, we do have to move away and two people throughout our entire life. It's, you're never with someone forever. There's always people coming and going. So I think this is actually something really good to talk about. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think with reflectors, you have to be conscious and right. Like if you're sitting there going, God, like, why did I do that? Like, oh my gosh, that was so embarrassing to me when you're alone is then to ask yourself, who were you around and how were you reflecting them back to them? Now, from a perspective of being like a coach or a guide is understanding this. And this, this happens to any of us really, depending on how many open centers you have. So if you have a ton so of open centers, when what does that mean, right? Because I have a picture of the chart in my head, basically. When you put your human design information in to, to the website, which is the same as astrology, you get this picture of a body sitting, and your body is either almost all white, like ours, or right. if you're <laughs> if you're like a manifesting generator or a generator, um, you're gonna be lit up. You're gonna have right. all this this color, and um, that's pretty much all I know about it. So maybe you can go into more detail. <laughs> Yeah, well, it's actually funny. I actually know some projectors who, so an undefined center, I'll come back to that. An undefined center is white, which means you don't hold energy in that center and you actually want to dig into any place you have a white center is where you're picking up on other people's energy. So a lot of times when we're talking about deconditioning, and having like shadow wounds that shows up in your undefined centers the strongest. So any white triangles or squares in your chart, your defined centers are where you hold energy. So basically like if you're alchemizing something in life, it's in those storylines, it's in those channel lines. That is your job to change those. Whereas with the undefined ones, it's about letting go of that. 
you know, I talk about all the time, if you're looking at the chart, the very, very top triangle is the head center. And this is so, so important coming back to the business piece of like, this is where we pick up on inspiration. Okay. This is where we get that like, Ooh, maybe I should do this. Maybe I should do that. Maybe I should do this. And if that is white, if you are on social media, things that have no business inspiring you will inspire you. Mm -hmm. So for example, if you've ever sat there and been like, you know, you're like a <laughs> living on a farm and growing organic produce and like 90% of your personality is that. And then you're like, I think I want to move to New York and be a lawyer. Um, you picked up on somebody else's energy. That is somebody else's inspiration. Or if you're swiping and you like watch a good webinar or a good ad, you're like, I need to run paid ads. Oh, I need to create a webinar. That's what it is for me. Like I, <laughs> my, I get ideas from all over. I only have my, my spleen lit up. And so I get so many ideas coming from me all over the place. And I need to be conscious like, oh, did I just get this brain, brain blast while I was listening to a podcast? Did I just get this idea while I was scrolling Instagram? Like who influenced that? Did it come from like God? Did it come from me? Um, and because I, for me, decisions come uh, immediate. The answer is immediate. I, I don't wait. When I, when I wait, I make, I just, I hem and haw and anxiety comes and like my, my reflector friend, she needs to wait 28 days. So we're like very similar and very different at the same time, <laughs> which is cool. Uh, yeah. But yeah, knowing that, like decision-making I think is huge for people and knowing your human design helps you with decision-making. Um, it helps you figure out what direction to move in life. And yes, of course, also in business and knowing because we only have so many hours in a day, right? Like, let's just be real. Like, energy is infinite, but also not. So <laughs> if you're going to move forward on something, which I love your exercise of writing every idea you have in the world down on a piece of paper, cutting them all up, and then I, I need to rewatch that workshop because I can't really remember the rest. But, like, you do have this process of using your intuition and, like, cho choosing hands and picking things up and going through this process of coming up with, like, letting your higher self pick the idea for you because you don't know what influenced that idea for sure so this is just this is actually like a um, slight change on muscle testing if anybody's familiar with that it's pretty common and it's literally and again you you sound like you're a splenic projector I'm a splenic projector so I think if you have splenic authority this is maybe a little bit more for you but I think this works with anybody I have a lot of emotional manifestor friends who use this as well to success um so literally you're writing down everything on a piece of paper you're folding it up so you cannot see what's on any piece of paper putting it in your left hand just because that's your receiving hand um and then muscle testing so this can look different for everyone. I love using the like, I'll either move forwards for yes or backwards for no. I'm kind of exaggerating here. A lot of times it's like really small. Um, you can also do it where you loop your fingers together and then either pull through or does it pull through. Um, and you can also Google muscle testing and then just separating them out into two piles and seeing what's yes and no. Yeah. And then do you go through those piles again? Cause like, what if you have a hundred things you wrote down and you're like, Oh, now I do 50. <laughs> I tend to go through them when, when I'm doing like a large, like big life change. I'll have a lot. And then I'll say, I'll go back through again and be like, is this for now? Or is this for later? That way I can focus in on certain things. And I'll notice like some of my stuff, even if it said it was like, 
for for like now but in a couple months or something I'll notice that like I'll fine-tune in something and I'll incorporate it into something else I mean it doesn't mean that's like you're like straight and narrow but it always gets me going in the right direction until it's time to ask more questions you could do this with a to-do list maybe if you're someone that just you know you keep adding to your to-do list on your I note and it's just so long and now you're at the point where you really don't know where to start maybe cut cut it up and do this process it's also it also sounds re really fun um I've been working on writing things down for about a month now I would like to continue and now like my life change is getting even bigger and bigger and bigger so I feel like it's time for me to go and take some moments to write everything down and cut it up and go through this exercise it just it sounds so I, if you're feeling the pull to this like like I am go go give it a try I mean what's the worst that can happen you have some fun cutting and pasting like <laughs> yeah you end up with a giant bowl of yes pieces of paper sitting in your desk <laughs> that's like the worst that can happen yeah oh all right I love this I wonder is there anything that we because I've gotten us off track now is there any direction that well I guess I started talking about um you know, how, how to, how to choose who you're going to, who you're going to work with. We kind of covered, you know, what human design is in a sense. You guys can Google it at this point if you want to know more. It's a deep, dark rabbit hole, <laughs> a deep, bright rabbit hole. And, um, before, before I even got to that point, I was talking about how, you know, you find all this information online about business and, you know, how do you choose who to work with? Cause we all need mentors. So how do you, how do you pick what's right for you when you don't know yet? Well, how do you tap into that in intuition? And I know you look at your chart and so let's say someone's not at the point yet where they can hire you to look at their chart how do they tap into their intuition and or look at their own cosmic codes to decide okay do I just google stuff on YouTube and try do trial and error do I go all in and take out a loan and hi hire this coach do I just you know maybe I only have two thousand dollars do I put that down and then hope that next month like I make the money like what I think a lot of people are in this area right now and need to know how, like how do I make the next move yeah I think especially in business um it's so loaded because there are so many people that will tell you I think there's this this story of like you have to be investing you have to be on your edge and I think that's crap um because most of the time what I see with people in business is what they actually need is nervous system regulation so because it's, it's scary to show up online, it's scary to put your work out there. This is going to trigger you, uh, your first like bad comment, you know, like this is going to be scary. And so if you cannot, if you are not already in a place where you can regulate your nervous system, start there. <laughs> so therapy, like, like, cause when I say mentor, when I say mentor, I just mean like someone in your corner, not necessarily someone that you're even paying. Like we all have mentors, right? Our parents were our first mentors. Like, so yeah, someone that can, because people, some people can't get over those fears on their own and yeah, they are going to come up for sure. Well, before they even come up, <laughs> yeah, they are omnipresent. Yeah. I think, you know, there are certain times, I mean, find someone who's at the same level as you and become friends. You know, I've had so many just genuine connections through this journey that have started like an Instagram DMs of like just being able, I have one that I found in a sister circle at a very low cost program years and years and years ago. 
um, that we still stay in, stop, in touch and check in on each other and each other's businesses and support each other. You know, it, it doesn't have to always be this like, it doesn't always have to be this high octane game. Like you can just be friends with people who are also going to be in business, you know, like, and that's massive. And you can make a new friend. Uh, I know maybe like our generation is used to this now, but you can make a new friend online and have a genuine connection with that person. It's possible. It this you know, especially after everything that's happened and people just spending more time at home and more time on the internet. I get on a lot of connection calls, and I'm like, "Nice to meet you," and they're like, "Yeah, virtually," and I'm just like, "We're." We're getting to know each other. I mean, that's how uh, Instagram DM is how how we got to this point that now we're, our businesses are technically collaborating right now. I'm sharing information about Casey's business. She's, I'm sure, going to share this podcast so people can listen in on her business and all the beautiful things she has to say here. That started from from reaching out, which can be the first scary hurdle that you cross is just and also healing a little bit of that sisterhood wound reaching out to someone else that you see that oh wow she's doing what I'm what what I'm doing and I don't have to feel this competition we can actually just like be buddies and help each other emotionally by rooting each other on commenting on each other's stuff maybe getting on a connection call I th- I was in a mastermind and I met this I met this woman and the next week she flew from Australia to New York and I flew to New York and one of my clients had bought me a helicopter trip over New York City and we're both in this helicopter together touring the city. Little did I know it was a bucket list item that she's had on her vision board for years. That happened from an internet connection. Mm -hmm. Pretty cool. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's no small potato and that is ridiculously cool. I know. (laughs) (laughs) I know. Hey there, how are you enjoying the show? I've got a quick message to share with you from our sponsor and then I'll be right back. Are you an entrepreneur that does things differently? (laughs) Just like me. Maybe your business is untraditional or non-conventional. Your work uniquely you. Maybe you even see a little bit of you in me. The way you create and sell is going to look differently within the many seasons of your life as you grow. Developing balanced masculine and feminine energies in your brand allows for inevitable change over the years. The transitions happen flawlessly. Learn the strategy behind Go With The Flow and create the systems that allow you to live your dream life now because success isn't a thing you get, it's a feeling you can have today. Sign up for Build The Biz, my signature business course, teaching you the energetics of entrepreneurship at themadelineshow.com. Well, where else should we go here? You are a wealth of knowledge and I want to know what's coming through for you, what you want to share. Um, I, I know specifically when I was watching your find, find, learn your niche workshop, you mentioned that you realize your niche as an astrologer, as a cosmic consultant is actually helping like on entrepreneurs, which, you know, astrologers can help anyone. So how, how did you come to realizing that your services are best with entrepreneurs, which maybe they're not best, but like you are serving, you are serving this niche so well. You guys have to go follow her on Instagram. Is it just at Casey Danae? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Your content is amazing and inspiring and just perfect for this community of heart centered entrepreneurs. So how, how did you realize that? 
Yeah, I think it was twofold. Um, I knew from a very long time that business changed my life. So another part of my story was like, I was chronically ill. That's how I got into this. And I had a point when I was like 20 years old where they told me to start applying for disability. And that was so much free because it was like my whole life crashing before my eyes of like, I'm not going to be able to contribute anything valuable to society. Like, <laughs> not to say that disability is that, but for me, especially having a mom. Who, but you like, have to check that box to apply. You actually have to, you have to say that yeah. to apply for disability. So it's like, yeah, it's pretty intense. Yeah, it was a lot. And like, I have a mom who went to law school while she had a preemie, you know, like I, I really wanted to do something. And so for me, and then also realizing like, I'm different. I was, I would not fit in, in regular culture. Like I would not, I would not survive. I think there's this quote that was like, um, I, if I hadn't created my own world, I would surely die in everyone else's. And that feeling was so true for me. And so I know how much being able to create an, a genuine, purposeful business means. So I kind of always knew I was going that way. But I never wanted to be like, I had a mentor very early on that was like, oh, you can just start working with businesses right away. And I was like, uh, no, <laughs> I cannot do that. <laughs> Um, and then of course, as I got in with Dorothy a little bit longer, I, we, there's a way in astrology that you can break down every specific thing. So I'll give you this example for the astrology, real astrology friends is people know the second house is your house of money, right? But the 11th house is your house of business income. And the reason for this, if you can track with me is your business is 10th house. Your mid heaven is your career. The 11th house is the second house of the 10th, which means it's the resources and money created through the 10th house, right? Mm, I like that. <laughs> yeah. And Great you explanation. Thank you. It's a lot of numbers, so it gets confusing. Um, but in that same way, we actually look at the fourth house. So let me get back up again. Your relationships your main relationships in your life are from your first house to your seventh house. When we're coming from an authentic place, like we actually want to create like the business that we're designed to show up for, we actually look at the seventh house of the 10th house, the clients and customers of your business. And for me, that is represented by a couple things, but also Saturn in the fourth house in Aquarius. And so for me, this is women who fourth house is your deep self. It is, it's your soul self. It is your, your wise woman within Aquarius is authentic and business and Saturn is uh, business number one. And it's also teaching. And so for me, my ideal client is somebody who is coming from that place of, I don't want just any with business. I don't want to do Amazon FBA. I don't want to just make money. I have this ridiculous thing and this story and all this knowledge and I have to share it with the world. I just have to share it with the world. And so of course in that is a million things. How do you narrow that down? How do we get your story? How do we, you know, all of those pieces. Um, but that's how I got here. <laughs> your chart. So 
your chart yes. and, and people reflecting it back to you. I, I feel like everyone's a mirror. In my mind, we're all the main character in our own film, right? And that's our movie. And no one else is going to be the main character. No one else is going to live your your entire life, every single moment. Not even your mom. Not even a twin. And that's what everybody else is, too, um, in their own movie. But then everybody gets to be extras in each other's movie. And sometimes, like, uh, whatever, like, uh, like a co-star. <laughs> like, maybe maybe you have a family member that, that that's a co-star. And so that co-star is going to be reflecting a lot of stuff back to you. Um, and this is just how I imagine it in my world and how it's shown up in the world for some of my friends and some of my clients is that we – People come into our world and we show and show us these things. Just like you said, that first mentor, he planted a seed. I see a lot of things like like a garden from studying permaculture for so long. He planted a seed and you're like, nope, that seed is not even ready to be watered. But the seed got planted. And then it just took a couple of more things. You meeting Dorothy, it's showing up in your chart. You know, the seed got watered and then it germinated. And now it's like full on growing a tree. That's how things happen sometimes in business, in personal life, and in nature. Absolutely. (laughs) I love that we have this in common because, of course, I also do live on a farm. And it is so – I feel like if I had not farmed and grown things, that business would have been like 20 times harder because it it, everything has the same cycles, you know? Yeah. (laughs) I'm sitting here looking at tomato plants right now and wondering like – They'll end up being 12, 15 feet high because we have a high tunnel. and But right now, they look like the tiniest little, weakest little just like... But here in a couple months, they'll be huge. And I think so many people forget that tender stage. Mm-hmm. Yes, plants for me. Like bam- I bought a bamboo plant on Valentine's Day because um, it, was, it was on sale right after the Chinese New Year. Um, and so they were just there. And I'm like, I, I went in to buy flowers. And I was like, oh, no, I want a bamboo plant because bamboo actually takes a very long time to grow. And then once it grows, it shoots up. Yeah. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Nature can teach you so much. And you guys, you don't have to have studied permaculture or be a farmer to learn from nature. You can just go outside and observe. I mean, we can all see the leaves fall from the trees and create that ground cover for the squirrels and everything to kind of play in um, and for the the slugs to lay their eggs in. And then that ground cover eventually becomes becomes part of the soil right you need more than just organic material to create you know soil to grow out of there's a lot of things happening in nature but what one thing that is happening that everybody can see is this closed loop system nothing like and that's just energy in general right it's never created or or, or destroyed Um, and so if you're a scientist and into physics like you see it there too Um, nature is the best teacher and for me I learned the most about business mountain climbing most about like business mindset um, mainly because I would get to the top of every peak I climbed and I would always be looking out for the next mountain you know you get to the top and you achieve this goal that the whole time you're on the mountain you're just trying to get to the top trying to get to the top then you get to the top and you know you should maybe be proud of yourself and then you look out and you see oh but there's all these other peaks to climb and this is one of the biggest problems people have in business is that they get to the top of something and they don't celebrate. No one celebrates their wins yeah. because they <laughs> they accomplish something and then they're like, oh, well, I did it. It must not have been that hard. Look at all those other things that I can do. Oh, and look at those other people on top of those other peaks. But then there's this whole concept, which I love, of the second mountain. So to get to that second mountain, what do you got to do? You got to descend. 
that first mountain. And then what do you got to do? You got to walk through the valley. You got to get your map out. I mean, you're never, it's, it's never over. The learning experience is never over. The success never lasts too long. It's this journey. And if it did last forever, it wouldn't be so sweet. Right. And I think there's something to be said for just like, if you fall in love with the process, mm, yes, <laughs> then it's all going to feel good. It is only the process. <laughs> or at least, yeah. It is only a process. There is no end. <laughs> yeah. Yes. And like, yeah, it's, it's only yeah. going to feel good if you're in the process and if I talk a lot about like living your dream life now and I'm coming up with a better way to explain that because what I'm realizing is people are thinking like, oh, I can get to the end goal now. It's like, no, 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 no. Your dream life is the process of living the dream. It's it's not a thing that you get to the end to and then you have it and everything's good. It's this process of becoming. It's this process of learning, this process of building, of exploring, of loving the imperfections, of, of totally just like decomposing all of these things that you had believed to be true growing up all the conditioning um and the experiences and the things that have happened to you that you thought you had to continue to live by when in fact you get to shed those layers find new things and it's not the new thing that's so bright and shiny it's the process of shedding and finding and if you're not in love with that my suggestion is to fall in fall in love with the present more by simply drinking water take a sip of water and enjoy the water on your lips. Don't just drink the water to be hydrated. Don't just drink the water because you feel like you have to. Enjoy the process of drinking the water. Receive the water. Live in the present. This is the only thing that exists. It's very difficult. I'm easier said than done, for sure. I also struggle with this. Um, but it's it's so such the truth. I even get triggered sometimes reading like ancient texts and stuff and like the Buddhists and Everyone talking about the Taoists, talking about how you must live in the present. You cannot think about the future. And I'm like, I am a business owner. How do I not think about the future? How do you survive without thinking about the future? Like that, I have this disconnect still in my mind. Even though I say these things and I know them to be true, don't don't think that like <laughs> I'm not human because it's it's a process. For sure. Well, and I think there's something to be said for like, it, it's kind of like you, you have that moment where you plot the course and then you don't worry about the specifics. You know, it's like if you're going on a cross country trip, you want to know what interstates you need to be on that you've committed to be on, but you're not thinking about what is it going to look like when I'm looking out the window, right? Um, you kind of have to wait till you get there, but no, I definitely know what you mean because well, that and just being splenic is like, having that moment where you plan everything out and then go what and ADHD and all the other neurodivergent stuff. It's like, well, that was old me. New me says <laughs> we're doing this. Jeez. You're speaking to my current situation right now. <laughs> you finally have the plan and you're like, and that plan leads to something that I don't want anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Time to scrap it all. All right. So if you are not exactly sure, like, all right, you're not even at the point where someone's system is going to help you in your business because you're still figuring out what it is you are meant to do. And you explained like how that works in the astrology chart a little bit, but I think that still might be 
a little difficult for some people to grasp, even me, who knows a lot about the chart. I don't know <laughs> if I can, nest, even with your direction that you've given us to like look at the chart and kind of understand, you know, where, where Saturn is and what's happening in our 11th house and what's happening in our second house. That's amazing. And that still feels like a stretch for me to fully understand. So how do I know what's right for me if I'm at a crossroad in life and I guess I'll just use me as an example because I know I'm not alone in this. If I'm going through this, other people are too, and I think you can help. I have taught business successfully for a very long time, and I know that there's so much more I have to teach people than just how to show up in business. I don't necessarily want to limit my services and my skill sets to entrepreneurs, um, but it's what I've been doing. I have this like cost sunk cost fallacy in my head and I'm also good at it so how how does somebody who has you know multi-dimensional multi-passionate so many things that they could be doing how do you pick one because you or a few because you have you have so many hours in the day so much energy to give fact is you do have to focus and so for me I'm constantly planning and then I get to the end of the plan kind of like you just said and it's like well but there's all these other things too. It's like as good as I am at making certain decisions, sometimes we're not so good at making other decisions. So that was didn't really make a lot of sense, but I feel like you got something out of that <laughs> and maybe can give a teaching on how to how to choose direction. Yeah, I mean, I think the very first thing in this, I, I guess we could, is just knowing what your... Ooh, <laughs> there's like 20 things going on in my head of, I think the first thing is like giving yourself full permission to be multi-passionate and to understand like there's some things you can put to the side and some things you can focus on in business or like not everything has to be monetized kind of deal. But from like a human design perspective is kind of figuring out what your authority is. So we've talked a little bit about splenic authority and if you go to anywhere, if you go to any of the human design chart generators, I think Jenna Zoe has an incredible one um, because it actually breaks down things for you. Um, and so with your authority is asking, like, if you're splenic, you kind of got to make that really quick, a decision really quickly. It's going to be, it's intuitive is what it is. And so it just kind of happens in the moment, but you don't have to be like freaking out of like, if you ask yourself a question and then you're like, Oh, I didn't, I didn't know how I felt. Like you can ask those questions again, maybe just give yourself like two hours or let something arrive on its own. Sometimes that instantaneous decision can get us in our head and not in our body. And when you are splenic, you're, you need to be in your body. You need to be present. Um, so then most generators have sacral authority and this is more like, are you getting lit up? This is almost like that gut, like, mm, yes, I want to do this. Or mm, I don't, and like pay again, pay attention to your body. Are you like leaning into the opportunity or are you like, uh, uh I want out. And you know, I have a friend who's actually a manifesting generator, but uh, she is sacral and, um, took, had this huge gut reaction to an invite that was like, no, 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 no. And she went and it was horrific because she was going, well, like, it's my job to respond to things that come in. And I'm like, not every response needs to be a yes. That's fawning. Like, <laughs> it's okay. Um, if you have emotional authority, 
then you want to be able this and I love this I actually have a grandmother who's a manifester um, who has emotional authority and she she knows nothing about human design and she was like I I'll get back to you in three days and I was like what do you mean and she's like well you know I'm really I, I'm really excited about this right now so I need to think it through and I was like, do you realize that's actually your human is like, you just, you just bottled it up. You know that innately. Wow. <laughs> like, she's like, yeah, I just can't make decisions when I'm emotional. And so if you have emotional authority, you want to wait until those waves kind of even out, which takes time. So you don't want to be like super down about it. You don't want to be super up about it. Um, and then also there's a, there's self projected, which happens in projectors. And this is you have to talk it out with people. So this is like, I, and I think so many of us do this and don't realize that it's actually kind of dangerous to do because a lot of times if you are not self-projected, then you're sitting there talking it out and you're outsourcing your authority, which can be, I think especially like I found this really helpful with PTSD because there were times where I'd be triggered and I actually needed to make a decision in that moment and I could not hear my intuition because I was triggered. Intuition is also a little bit of fear a lot of times, right? And so I actually have like two trusted people in my life where I, I this doesn't happen to me anymore, thank goodness, um, but where I'd actually go to them and I'd outsource. I'd say, run this through your system do you feel like this is the right move for me? Because, um, I trusted them implicitly, right? However, <laughs> you're not doing that. I think the instinct is like to go to friends and be like, what do I do? What do you when think? You actually yeah. Yeah. Not the jam. Um, unless you're self-projected. So that's lovely. And so if someone's looking at their human design, I mean, people know, like you just, I love the talk about your grandma because people can relate to that who don't understand their human design. It's like, what, what is innately you? You know what you is. Okay, and so if you want to look at the chart and you want to see what what's lit up, or like how, what did you call it, your authority? That's written on the chart, right? It'll say what your authority is. Okay, and so the different authorities you talked about a couple. Are there any others that you want to that you want to talk about? Emotional, sp sacral, splenic, self-projected. Okay, so there's there's not like a whole load of them. We went through most of them here. Yeah, human design is, just so you guys know, there's only, what, is there five, five things you can be, and then that all breaks down? It's not like astrology where it's like this circle chart and makes no sense at all when you look at it for the first time. <laughs> it, like, makes a little bit of sense. I mean, I think if you're just dipping into human design, because, and I will, like, be full, I have got, I went, like, in deep end of human design, um... And so a lot of my stuff has to deal with variables and channels and things like your environment and things like that. The environment. Um, That's interesting. Yes. Yeah. It's hugely interesting. And like you can tell your digestion, though, I will say caveat, if you get into human design and you get into digestion, I do want to say be careful with that because I always reference back to like Ayurveda um, or traditional West, Western herbalism. Like if it's not something that's right for your dosha probably don't listen to the new system revert back to the one that is thousands of years old it is infinitely wise let's practice on human design right um so yeah there's five different if you're just getting into human design like this is the first time you're hearing about it you want to find out your type 
So you're either going to be a projector, a manifester, a reflector, a generator, or a manifesting generator. And then each of those has a strategy. So for example, for projectors, it's to be invited. This does not mean you have to sit around and wait on everything. You can also be invited divinely as long as you have deconditioned your centers well enough. And by that, I mean your white squares in your chart are undefined centers and that is where your conditioning and your shadows show up. And so what I've personally found, and this is for anybody, anybody can be divinely invited. And this actually breaks down, it, it's so detailed, but, <laughs> but anybody can be divinely invited. However, it's a lot harder to hear that when all you can hear is the conditioning from that channel or from that center. Um, so everybody has a strategy. Manifestors, it's to inform. Um, generators is to respond. <laughs> uh, reflectors are to wait that moon cycle um, to have that time to fully clear out. And then from there, you want to find out your authority. And then once you have that down, I think it takes like if it's your first time, I think play with that for about a year. Um, just because it can be really eye opening. And these are things that it, it should not be trendy. This should be something like that you run with throughout your life, astrology, human design, you know, it's a practice in embodiment. Um, so you actually have to practice it for it to work well. <laughs> yeah. And trust, tr trust you and your knowing. And, um, if it doesn't fit, take it off. Like a, I love using the phrase of a jacket. Like if it's not fitting, if it might just not be fitting for a season, it might actually not fit for you because no one, not even, I, this is my belief, not even the chart, any chart knows you at the you. And I've even played around with this idea of like, well, you can trans, maybe this is where I want to end. What do you think about transcending your chart? Do you know what I mean by that? Like, like you're. So when I say transcending your chart or transcending your design, you are almost out, outgrowing the path that was divinely placed upon you. Like you are solving things in your life by, by like at a quantum level, like collapsing time in a sense. For sure. And the way that I see this show up, because I love this, I love this so much. And I think part of that is because the way that we've come into these systems is in the way that they've had to survive, especially astrology, because human design's new, is there was a lot of negative prediction that came in with it. And so a lot of our understanding of like, oh, you know, Aries are brash and make bad decisions and are going to be mean and angry for the rest of their life. Right. And you know, young like, and new. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, <laughs> It's just like, that's the shadow frequency, how we've come into it, just like everything else. Like this story that we've been handed down is the shadow frequency. And so I think I, the very first thing is stepping into this is understanding that you can move into this higher level of operating. And it simply becomes a strategy for understanding where your gifts are, right? I kind of use the example, and from a human design perspective, the left side of your chart is your body. The, so the, anything red on your chart in numbers um, is your body. It's your physical body. So we think of this as like innate wisdom. This is like your ancestors passed this down to you or it's like body memory. I think of it a lot of times like there's some people who can dance, like they just, they can dance and there's some people who can't, right? Yeah. 
but we have that wisdom across all the spectrums of relating. Um, you know, like my husband climbs trees for a living and he's, he could, he's like, no problem. He can go do that. I cannot do that. I have deep body fear around that. Right. It, it's almost like, so say you're a person who was born not being able to dance well. You don't have that body memory. No matter, you can absolutely take the mind, which is the black side of your chart or the conscious side of your chart. And you can say like, okay, in this lifetime, I'm committing to learning how to dance. And you can create that body memory, but you're probably not going to be like a prodigy in that. Like you may not be the most well-known. It might be something you do on Sundays for fun, right? Which go for it. But what we see a lot of times is we see somebody who does not have this unconscious or body memory of something or body skill was not designed for this, trying to be something they're not because they've been told to. Mm. And then, of course, this shows up in astrology as well. I mean, the systems obviously merge. And so your charts become something where you go, oh, I'm naturally really freaking good at this. How can I leverage this in a way that best serves the world? How can I do that? And then from there, absolutely, I think there's another transcendent point of, you know, even when I'm looking at transits, for example, is not what's going to happen to me, but what instead of that is going, what do I need to pay attention to? And so that I know the changes I can make. And I'll use the example, this year I'm going through Saturn Square Mercury. The books, I have tons of books. Go, I have a book going back to like the 1890s. Um, so astrology didn't just come back in the 70s. Um, but talking about how this is just a mentally depressing period and a period of bad news and da-da-da-da-da. And it's like, no, 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 no. This year, one of my main functions is to organize my life and my mindset. And so every time a struggle comes up, I go, I need to get organized. It gives you a focus rather than a prediction. That's my whole rant on that. <laughs> and you have a freebie that talks about that, don't you? About looking into transits in your, in your chart. I remember going through some sort of exercise. Um... Yes. That is actually, depending on when you're, whether for 2022 or 2023, it's something I'll be continuing doing, I'm sure, but it's retrograde periods. And the reason for this is because our main retrogrades are Mercury, Mars, and Venus. And anytime we're talking about an up level in our lives, like when you rewrite your mindset, for example, or like fully cement that in and fully integrate it or fully integrate how you're stepping into more of your desire self or, or receiving coincides with retrograde periods, but it's not just the retrograde. You have two shadow periods. And when you work with both of them consciously, it allows you to get these mini lessons and just massively up level. Um, or it's kind of like when you go find, like you've been working at something for a really long time and then it like clicks in and you're like, wow, that was easy. It's usually a retrograde. <laughs> Who'd have thought? <laughs> yeah. You hear retrograde, like careful, your phone might stop working. <laughs> and if your phone stops working, you need to ask, it's not that your phone stopped working. It's you need to ask yourself, what were you doing in your phone that needs to change? You might find texts don't send. Trust that. <laughs> don't try to send it four times, okay? Um, 
I always go back to, I was, um, when I was, I had a launch early in my business, I was using, I won't name them. I'll name them. It was MailChimp and I paid for it. I had a paid plan, but I was on the lowest tier paid plan. So they did not give me tech support. And it was just before a launch hours before, and the email was supposed to go out and I could not, I could not send anything. Error codes, upgrade for tech support, mercury retrograde. And I was like, okay, what does this mean? Cause it, in my head, I was like, oh, this is all going to burn down. Nobody's going to trust me. I can't even get one email out. Um, and I was like, you know, I never looked into alternatives. And so I actually found mailer light at that time which was free and gave you tech support Boom. and I moved to them. Yeah. So it's asking yourself how, where it's consciously and positively redirecting you. I love that. Thank you for explaining that. That was beautiful. Anyone, anyone can relate to that. Even family members that don't know anything that we've been talking about this whole time. Uh, Cause we've all experienced something like that. It's just like when you have, well, I believe so with faith, uh, depending on like who you're talking to and like what sort of religion they're preaching. It's like, well, if you got into traffic, just thank God for allowing you to avoid the accident or whatever it is. And I think a lot of us have had moments in our lives where something went wrong and it was there to keep us alive. And that's like, that's a, you know, really intense version of your, the text doesn't send like, well, maybe you weren't supposed to send the text. Um, but I think that's also happens to most of us um, so yeah just no no notice and don't feel like you have to do everything on your own the universe nature god the divine it's all there to help you and yeah so when you feel like things are going wrong uh covid is a really good example of that when something is going horribly wrong in your life there is a chance that it's there for a reason you don't need to know the reason in the moment you don't need to try and find the reason um go with the flow allow the allow the universe to help you go with the flow instead of banging your head against the wall or frantically running in the wrong direction absolutely absolutely and i think each of those moments is just the lesson ask yourself what can i learn through this and then like one of my favorite teachers absolutely hands down best creator in the space right now i would say is Pilar Lesko, and she always talks about um, whatever you're meant to be learning, you don't have to go look for your work. You don't have to go look for your work. It's showing up organically. And so when you're just there with whatever's showing up and willing to go, hey, I'm willing to learn from this. Can you please show me what I need to learn from this? It, That's it. That's, that's the ticket. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> That just summed up my therapy call that I had right before this podcast. I'm like crying on therapy. I'm like, why do I schedule therapy before my podcast interviews? Uh, but like I'm going through such difficulty right now in my life more than ever before. And it's something that I've decided now I'm going to share more about online because I, I really cannot because I can't not because I'm not going to be able to show up in business the way I usually do. Everything is changing. Um, holding holding this pen hurts. My boyfriend is grinding cheese and cracking pepper on my food for me. I feel like an infant and it's very difficult. And um, it's, I might not know the reason why it's here, but it is what I'm meant to be learning. And so now I've kind of shifted my focus from like, okay, 
I'm in this season of healing. How can I become obsessed with healing? And I'm an entrepreneur, so obviously this is getting in the way of a lot of what's going on <laughs> with my sales and my world and how I can show up um, and, and sell. Not necessarily how I can serve because talking is easy, but then it's like typing the caption is nearly impossible. So how can I become obsessed with the season that I'm I'm in? How can you, my lovely listeners, become obsessed with the season that you're in instead of running away from it? I've been running away from this for the last year. And I'm realizing now, oh, this is what I'm supposed to be learning. This is the lesson. This is where I will drive leadership from and be able to to lead from. It's just really important to notice where you're at and what's happening and to fully, fully own it and realize that it is, it is there for you. You don't need to know why, but it's, it's literally in your world. So it's there for you. Um, and just love it. Love where you are. Love who you are. And you will learn. Don't feel like you have to learn from everything in the moment that it's happening because that's how you end up running o- away from its purpose. Um, you, when you have an emotion, you need to feel it. You can't be like, well, what is, why, why is this happening to me? What is the lesson? It's like, no, you need to, you need to feel it. And emotionally, emotional processing is just working yourself through the emotion. It is just actually feeling it until there's nothing left to feel. And that is alchemy. That is emotional alchemy is feeling through the feeling until there's no more feeling to be felt. Uh, so I wanted to share that, um, because it's a, opportunity I guess at this point once this is live I might be fully through this process who knows (laughs) and on to a new process Um, but this has been a new interesting stage in my life that now I'm fully owning and I know there's other people out there that are experiencing something that they're not not allowing themselves to to fully own and you don't have to be like open I know everyone isn't isn't a service-based entrepreneur so open and public about their life but if you're going through something and you're not allowing yourself to go through it, that is going to show up in other areas of your life and, and affect those until your whole world stops and forces you to deal with it. Because that, that'll happen. <laughs> it will. It definitely will. <laughs> um, okay, so I would love for you to, like, if someone wants to learn more about this, I've, I've struggled a little bit figuring out who to, who to learn from with astrology and human design. Um, YouTube is usually my go-to. Do you have anybody that you like following um, that you want to promote on here? Any books that you would recommend people reading for, for self-discovery and learning more about, about them? Yeah, I think... Well, self-discovery is another big one, but I think astrology wise, if you're interested in astrology, anything by Stephen Forrest, including the inner sky, um, I'm literally looking at my bookshelf, uh, mythic astrology is a great place to start as well. Um, I also love following, I am Eden Carpenter for human design and business and, um, oh gosh, I can see your face. Oh, I know. Uh, Jess Fields. Jess Fields does some good human design content. I don't really follow other astrologers as much, but those were kind of the two that got me into human design, um, at least a little bit more seriously outside of books. And um, self-discovery, gosh. I, I'm currently rereading uh, The Return to Love, the um, A Course... Marianne Williamson's Reflections on A Course in Miracles and loving that. Um, yeah, 
Great. Thank you. This has been so fun. Really, really awesome to get to know you more. And we will put links to work with Casey in the show notes um, when this is aired. And I will also find the different links and books and things that she just mentioned and throw those in the show notes. And if people want to find you, what is the best way to reach you? Yeah, the best way to find me is at Casey Danae on Instagram and at Casey Danae on TikTok and CaseyDanae.com. Great. <laughs> your new website, your new beautiful website. Okay. Yes. Love it. Love it. Love it. And look at that. One hour, 11 minutes. Bye, guys. Hey, loyal listener. Please rate and review this podcast. Your feedback is needed and you matter. It would be an honor if you shared this with a friend. Send this episode to whoever pops into your mind first. It's like a little exercise on intuition. And trust that that insight is the hand of God working through you to make someone else's life better today. Visit themadelineshow.com to stay up to date on my free trainings and different offerings, including self-paced online programs that activate your mind and enhance your life. Who knows, maybe you'll find something today that completely changes your tomorrow.